and welcome to The Smoke Break. I'm your host, your old pal Zane, here with Taylor Barrett. What's up, everybody? And comedian Matt Franco. How's it going? Thank you so much for joining us. I'm excited to talk with you. Thanks for having me. Uh, Matt Franco hosts uh, a show alongside Elijah Mang uh, called Couch Change Comedy, correct? No longer. I am not updated. Uh, what's 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 the update? Tell me the update. Oh, we just chose to move on without the show just for financial reasons and to pursue other things. All right. Well, pay your local comedian. Matt Franco's a fucking sweetheart. <laughs> and uh, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Well, I feel like something that's important is, uh, you know, navigating change and stuff like that is uh, self-love, you know? Um, yeah. That's that one's kind of kind of hard for me just because it's like I feel like I can have compassion for other people, but myself is a little bit more difficult. What's your relationship with self-love? Uh, self-love is, is a difficult uh, thing for I think most people. But I, in particular, I feel like when you don't have a strong relationship with yourself, it's difficult to feel any type of uh, positive response from anybody, whether it's a compliment on how you're doing or even if it's just how you look or, or yeah. something you said, it's kind of hard to receive those things yeah. uh, when you're not when you're not committed to yourself in that way. Yeah, I can definitely agree with that. I I think that like, you know, a a concept that was kind of said to me was just like, um, it's hard to let other people love you. If you think the person that they love is stupid, because now you think the person who loves a stupid person is also stupid, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's just like, it was like, why would you love me? I suck. And it's like, you must suck because you love shitty people, you know? And it's like, it's, it's because you can't, um, view yourself, you know, proportionately like to who you are. Like you, you don't really, feel what other people are trying to give to you no absolutely and i get like this weird uh like relationship with people where like i feel like uh they like me for the impression that they had when we like whenever they started to like me okay that's kind of like in the back of their heads like when they i'm changing but they're not really noticing those things because they may have known me for five years yes and they liked me five years ago but i like they're just kind of holding on in my opinion or like what i think or worry about is that they're holding on to something that i may no longer be yeah. Kind of thing. Do Which, you uh do you like do you stress about uh like like the need to like uphold that image that you feel like people uh yeah. like viewed you as the uh like on their first impression of you? No, absolutely. Um I mean I just I I really do not like conflict. I don't like hurting people, so like I kind of just choose to do the easy whatever is easiest in helping people. I mean it makes me feel good, but it's also like a it's like people are like, "Oh, you're so nice. You did this for me," but it's like also like doing something for myself because I in getting that satisfaction of yeah. upholding a positive, you know, per- would, persona, I guess. Would, would that, would you think that kind of comes from like, like a people pleasing standpoint of just like, I want you to be happy because I like people around me being happy or. Yeah. That, or like, like something that like, so like my, my, I grew up from like, I had two parents, so like my dad, like could not show love like, okay. is like, he can, he can, he feels it, but he is uh, like unable to like really say it or yeah. like show it like an affection. And then my mom is like overbearing affection. So it's like mm. way too much, not enough. So like I have, n- I struggle with like what is, how much is the correct amount to give? Also, like what is like true affection from somebody else and what is like fake essentially? You're like, like what would make it genuine? Yeah. Yeah. Cause like I know my dad loves me, but I don't see it. And I know my mom loves me, but I like see it constantly yeah Yeah. it's like it sounds like they're like might have both been kind of like overcompensating and like like one person was showing it through like like acts of like well i i I provide this and this and this the one person was just like wouldn't stop saying i love Mm -hmm. you all the time and it's like i i i can definitely imagine why that would make it hard to like interpret it from a genuine way and also like distribute it in in genuine ways so that that would take a lot of like uh self-love and uh like self-awareness to be able to understand exactly what that means like coming to you and and coming from you 
Absolutely. Definitely. Definitely. Absolutely. What about you, Taylor? Like, what's uh, what's your relationship with self love? Uh, self love is is uh, it's, I think it's difficult for a lot of people. I'm I'm definitely no exception to that. Um, I I I think it gets really complicated too when self love is adjacent to like the need for self improvement mm. because like if you want to improve things then you have to look at like the gaps in 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 stuff you like what what do i need to get better at instead of looking at like what are you good at or and especially when like self love can come down to like like a sense of self-worth you know like if 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 you're if you're good at these things if you're able to have this output then that might be where you're able to kind of interpret your self love from and if you're you know, constantly trying to improve, then you're not taking a whole lot of time to like look at the things that you do value about yourself because you're looking at the things that you that you just want to improve on. Yeah, and that that can make that like a very a, a very strenuous process to feel that self love and and to feel appreciated. But I I also think that um inadvertently we've kind of been talking about like Maslow's hierarchy of needs. You know, mm-hmm. like that's, that's oh, it's something that I fall back on a lot. Where like um. If you don't feel like safety and security, then it's hard to feel or borderline impossible to feel like a sense of purpose and like and like healthy output. If you don't feel a sense of purpose and healthy output and community, it's difficult to feel or even impossible to feel a sense of like worth and self-love. And yeah. then, you know, from the and like the top of the pyramid is like self-actualization, which is like you your your output and everything you say, think and do is all in harmony. And uh, I think that self-love is like right in the middle slash kind of towards the top of, 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 of that pyramid. But I, I think that that, I think everybody should like have a picture of fucking Maslow's hierarchy of needs, yeah. like on their rear view mirror. Yeah. You know? Next I, to, next to the food pyramid, which we also <laughs> found out is a myth. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I consume way too many oils for, uh, <laughs> I, I need everything fucking deep fried. That's, that's my self love is eating deep fried. Food. <laughs> no, I definitely, I, I like what you said about the self worth because it's like, for some reason, like for me that, that connects a lot because it's like, I feel like my self worth is, is often tied to my output. You know, if I didn't put out a song, if I haven't, gone to an open mic if i haven't done Mm -hmm. this if i haven't been on a show then it's like where's my worth but it's like i feel like you know by having that that self-love like on the times that the world isn't reflecting back to you what you would like to see in yourself like you know that that's still there yeah absolutely um so what has been like your i guess your uh your journey with self-love like did you would you say you're at a much different place than you were before yeah no i i i definitely think that i'm growing past things i'm growing past some like old old habits and and whatnot i mean it's difficult because like uh sometimes i feel like i have like because i'm growing up with depression i feel like part of me is like addicted to it in a way sure. like it doesn't it's like weird to feel like how would i feel without this thing? yeah it's so familiar that you're like what would i do if i didn't feel like this yeah and so i feel like that goes back to like really enjoying getting like like receiving the self-love but because i find it difficult to step away from that depression side that mm-hmm. it's like i don't really hear what they're saying and it's almost like i just appreciate the validation or like the like the immediate fix of like you're great but it's like it's not really sinking in because of that addiction of yeah the uh, lack of the self-worth yeah like operating from like a place of like familiarity too because like if if you grew up you know like i i I say this because i like heavily relate to what you just said like growing up from a place of like anxiety chaos and depression like it's it's hard to like learn to accept things even like just from yourself without having that like little voice in the back of your head of like questioning it constantly and yeah and like trying to find like the the uh the 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 fakeness in it or like the the uh the 
the intention behind it or whatever, you know, and that's that's that can uh, again make it really like rocky to navigate. Yeah, definitely, and just accept. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would say like for me, like be with like my journey with with self love is you know I don't think. I wouldn't say, I would say I have a lot more of it now, honestly. I would mm. say that I've definitely like gotten to a place and I think like self-love comes with like accepting, you know, like who you are, who you have been, who you, uh, you know, seeing the potential of who you could be, you yeah. know, like I, I think sometimes we get so wrapped up in who we have been that we're like, oh, this is just who I am. And it's just like, no, that's who you've been. And that's like a a, a starting spot, you know? So it's like, I, I think just having that, that acceptance of like, this is, this is me. Um, something that like I was talking about with, with, uh, my boss who actually just made a pin for it said uh, this is just what's happening now you know yeah. and it's just the idea that like it's accepting the moment you know like you can have this plan of like oh it's gonna be like this it's gonna be like this I'm gonna walk in they're gonna say this I'm gonna say this and then mm -hmm. like that doesn't happen you kind of just have to be like alright well this is just what's happening now yeah feelings are so temporary and it's easy to be like, this is how I feel all the time, even though it's like you you go through the motions of like not feeling like that 24 seven, like even no matter how no matter doesn't matter how depressed you are. I mean, I can't speak on everybody's perspective sure, or sure. experience, but as far as my pers perspective, like there's always like those brief pockets of like you're not feeling that way. Yeah. And yeah. like, uh, like, I don't know if it's like. Sorry, I lost my train of thought. No, you're all good. You're uh, all good. <laughs> I, 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 I very much agree with the the idea that like I don't always feel like this. Um, yeah. Like I recently got a tattoo. I don't know. I think I showed it to you when I showed up to the open mic, but it just says this is the best I've ever done at my worst. Nice. And just understanding like that idea that like, and it was something that Taylor had said to me, you know, credit to this dude. Um, put my but, name on it on the tattoo. Yeah, you might as well sign your fucking initials, bro. Um, but like it's it was, it, you had said it to me at like a time where like I felt like I wasn't doing that well or, you know, like they, it's that I things had changed or like I was taking my medication and things were like better, mm -hmm. but like I still wasn't doing that well. And he pointed out like, this is the best you've done at your worst. Like think of all the times you've been at your worst and things have been so much more bad. Yeah. So much more bad. I don't think I said it like that. I know, <laughs> no, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not quoting you that. I didn't get more bad tattooed on me, fuckhead. Uh, <laughs> uh, I was curious, like uh, to both of you, if there was anything like, like a catalyst towards progress in like the past X amount of years or whatever, mm. like, like, uh, a, a phrase or like an event or anything that like helped make progress towards self-love or self-acceptance or anything of the like? Um, for me, I, it's something that I often think about. I don't know if I read it somewhere or thought of it, but um, is that uh, pain is or happiness is temporary, but so is pain. Mm. Word. So that's something like I constantly remind myself. I tell other people that. Yeah. Um, it just kind of like it's really like goes back to like what I was saying earlier, like feelings are so like temporary and like there's like always going to be like the next time you get to smoke with a buddy or the like the next time you get to go home early from work or whatever it may be that gives you yeah. like that just that like nice. Those are like, like the pinnacles of my happiness. Yeah. I really appreciate that you mentioned those two. You fucking nailed it. <laughs> I was like, yep. Uh, usually I do them on the same day. So <laughs> yeah, one one allows the other to happen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey guys, I'm coming home early. Let's talk. <laughs> uh, well, and uh, I, I like what you said about like they're both temporary, and that's hard to accept too because like happiness is such like a soft like fleeting feeling and pain is such like a harsh like cold brutal feeling yeah it, it's hard to acknowledge both of them as like equally temporary because yeah. mm -hmm. like pain just like it, it it hits you so much brutal and it feels like it's like 
pain for me feels like it's like inside of me and happiness feels like it's like outside of me often mm. you know? like i don't know if putting it's kind like, of like a glow you know where you're like oh i'm happy you know as opposed to like yeah pain feels like a, a cut you know oh, yeah and yeah. like it, it, it it's 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 such a different experience but acknowledging that they're both temporary i think is is super important yeah yeah, definitely. I think for me, the the thing that like I the realization that I kind of come to because it's like I think a lot of my self love comes from external validation, which is a problem. <laughs> uh, but I I think just coming to the conclusion that like you know because I was waiting for everyone else to like me in order to like myself, and that is a pitfall. Yeah. And uh, but the the idea that I basically kind of come to was like even if everybody liked you, someone would like would dislike you because everyone liked you. So yeah. it's it, I got to a point where I was just like I literally can't please everybody, mm-hmm. and even if I did, somebody'd be like, "Why is that guy pleasing everybody?" You know what I mean? So it's <laughs> there's like, no winning that game. There isn't. There isn't. Yeah. So it's like it, it made me realize that like the 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 way that I feel about myself is ultimately you know like I'm who I go home with, I'm who I wake up to, I'm who I go to bed with. Like it's very depressing. Uh, but like I'm, I'm there all of the time. <laughs> yeah, and I need to be able to like <laughs> that person. Well, and uh, when you're pursuing. Um, like entertainment mm-hmm. that can also just be like a very confusing conclusion to come to because if you're doing entertainment like through comedy or music or like there's anything where you're on a stage and the goal is to like entertain and make people happy in front of you like that that need to make everybody else kind of like you is like huge in in entertainment just in in, in general yeah. whether, whether you're like singing you're doing comedy or uh, fucking anything whether you're fucking you want to be liked while you're up there yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter what you're doing. If, if you're doing hand puppets it doesn't it doesn't, it doesn't matter <laughs> and i frequently am yeah uh, and so like <laughs> like that 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 need can like seep into your like personal value system you know like we like if you have to be liked it, like during your hobbies to be able to perform well and how how well you perform affects your like value or like your your, your self-worth and, and how you view that yeah. and that can become like intrinsically tied to just directly your self-worth you know mm-hmm. and that's that that's hard to separate those two and so like learning to love yourself regardless of that yeah is, exactly like i had a bad set but like i still love me you know like i i still think i'm funny i still think this is something i can come back to but mm-hmm. like just you know like being able to yeah have that separation of like yes i need to be you know yes i would like to be liked you well liked on stage but like it's not a requirement for me to like you know to continue to mm-hmm. do this thing definitely all right well cool we're gonna take a real quick break and we will be right back with the smoke break and welcome back to the smoke break. I'm your host, Joel Palzane, here with Taylor Barrett. Hello. And Matt Franco. How are we doing? We're doing good. We're doing good. And we're going to talk a little bit about rupture and repair. So uh, this was a concept that like I kind of picked up recently-ish. Uh, and is it's basically just the idea that like in every relationship, there's a point of rupture and there's a point of repair. Uh, hopefully. There's always there's almost always a point of rupture. There's not always a point there's of repair. There's always a, a, a potential point of repair. Yes, there's a potential point of repair. Um, but I think like in order to have a healthy relationship, it's it's important to acknowledge that at some point you are going to run into a disagreement. And it's, it's about deciding whether or not this disagreement is something that you want to hold on to for the next six months uh, or if it's something that, you know, if 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 you were to come to an agreement, you know, maybe you could repair. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, what's been like your experience with with, uh, you know, having friends that maybe turned to enemies or enemies that became friends? Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I have definitely have some people that don't talk to me anymore uh, based on their decisions and mine. And sure. um, I have no like remorse or like I don't hold grief towards any of those things like I feel like when even if someone even if you come to a point in a relationship where there is a rupture or a disagreement yeah 
if even if you can't get to a point of repair or have a conversation about it, you can still move on and still even if they if they want to be friends or not, you can still have like let bygones be bygones type of thing. Yeah. I don't really see the point in even causing arguments um that are like towards somebody like in an, in a malicious way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, it's like in the, the, like, I guess what that makes me think of is just that, like, you know, the idea that, you know, like I may be upset with you in this moment, but that doesn't mean I, I might be more upset with what you did than mm-hmm. I am upset with you, you know? And I think being able to separate somebody's like somebody, somebody from like an, a- an action, you know, like a repeated yeah. action, obviously that's different. You know, if you're repeatedly causing harm, like I, I might not be able to hold space for that. But if, if you have made a mistake, like me being able to uh, separate you from an action and be like, Hey, I love this person. This is somebody who I want to have in my life. How do I, you know, how do we address the, that there was harm caused without uh, you know, labeling this person as a harmful person. Yeah. Right. Because like something that like, and we talked a little bit about it on last week's episode was just the idea that like, when we have uh, like, when we make a mistake, it's, it's contextual, you know, it was like, Oh, well, you know, like I, I was having a really rough day and then I reacted like this, but when somebody else makes a mistake, it's because they're an asshole. It's because it's part of their personality. It's because yeah. they fucking suck. Um, did, would you say that you like the, that, that resonates with you in any way? No, absolutely. I feel like it's easy to come up with excuses for yourself when you have the full story. Yeah. Versus someone else who who may not share with you everything, which is not not their obligation to, sure. to explain why 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 they did anything that they've done. Right. Um, I don't think as far as like words go, I feel like there's very few words that can be said that could that should be held on to for an extended period of time. As yeah. far as like actions can be different. Sure. Um, sure. But typically uh, when, you know day-to-day shouldn't really occur with like your best friends and you know yeah even co-workers it's like kind of just let it <laughs> yeah exactly exactly it's it's recognizing that like you know like in that moment well i think it's just for me it's just having the compassion that like you know the, the compassion that we have for ourselves where we're like oh it's contextual it was this it's like if you can put that outwards and be like maybe they were having a bad day maybe mm-hmm. they had somebody say something to them before they walked in maybe this you know like giving that same context to other people instead of just assuming that they're an asshole they suck yeah yeah i i definitely wanted to touch on that too because that is something that I've tried to do a lot and I feel like I almost developed like a really unhealthy habit where I began doing that to the point where I was like making excuses for everybody all the time. Sure. So they, I think I, I do think that there's like a threshold to threshold that for sure where like, like it, it, I, I hit a point where I just felt like I was accepting kind of getting walked on a lot. And yeah. I, I, I don't like the phrase getting walked on cause it just, it, it spawns like a whole other like train of thought, but like it, uh, like just, like there has to, you have to like find that threshold and you, and you have to like be okay not doing that all the time. You have to be okay not giving the story to other, other people all the time. And I think that having like the sense of like community, even if it's a, even if it's a very small, like just two person community, just you and, and, and your buddy, you have to be willing to like have the conversation when it's necessary. But I think, I do think that it is really important to like pose the potential for like, well, maybe this was a bad day. Maybe this happened to them. You know, like, I don't, I don't know what their last 30 minutes looked like. Yeah. And, uh, and, and then, and then be also willing that like to have that conversation. And, uh, especially with like coworkers, like you mentioned, uh, like specifically in like restaurants or something, you're, you're like in a very high stress environment the whole time. You know, you're probably not going to be at your best or your, your chillest the whole fucking time. So like giving people a little bit of leeway to like, understand that this isn't them at their like most comfortable spot this isn't them at their most like thought out spot yeah i i, I think that that's that, that's also very important and you know 
fucking take your breaks <laughs> at <Yeah>. work. <laughs> Soak them up. Take Poop a smoke break. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I definitely like I agree with that idea. Um, what do you think has like helped you in the past with uh, repair? Um, with <laughs> with repair in relationships, I think is is mostly just uh, not necessarily like when you when you approach the conversation, not necessarily blaming them. Yeah. Like don't don't jump to like what they did wrong. Uh, more or less just jump to like how how you feel in this situation yeah. and what what can be done to go forward. Yeah. How are you impacted? You yeah. know, it's it's not about like you caused an impact. It's like I'm impacted in this way by what you did. Yeah. You know? It's not about making anybody a bad person. Or yeah. Like anybody have to be the bad guy or whatever you want to call it. Definitely. Well, Zoe, Zoe brought up that concept, not like directly that concept, but just like the concept of like I phrases versus you phrases mm-hmm. a, a couple episodes ago, where instead of saying like you did this, you did this, it's more so like I feel this way when uh, this happens. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like I, I think that like just that concept of like I phrases just explaining how you feel without like putting any like intention or blame on the other yeah. party is, is 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 a smart thing to do. Yeah. Well, and I think just even the idea of like like not placing blame like I, because I feel like so often we try to blame uh like we try to blame people instead of like say that we're upset with a person instead of we're upset with a situation, you know. And it's like I think that like if mm. you can say that you're upset with the situation, two people can attack that. If you say you're mm. upset at a person, then one person's being attacked. So it's like I think it's it's more important like it's more collaborative if yeah. we if we yeah. agree that like what happened was a problem, not like you're a problem because of what happened. Absolutely. And and like putting the trust onto the other party to like care that you were affected, Mm -hmm. you know, that's, that, that's a hard thing to do. It's a, it's hard thing to like, to, to hope that they're, that they care about you enough to, to not want to make you feel that way. And and people that have like anxiety and depression can really struggle being like, well, maybe they just won't give a shit. Maybe they, maybe this isn't worth having that conversation because this will cause me more anxiety and stress than the event or the action that, that, that caused me anxiety and stress in the first place. So like having that sense of, of community and trust, like was like a foundation for that progress too. Yeah. What's been like effective with you in the past, like as far as people like repairing things? Like, have you had like a situation where like somebody did something where you know did or said something that like offended you, and you're like, I don't know if this person can, uh, you know, be back in my good graces or whatever, mm-hmm. for lack of a better word. Like, you know, like what's what's been your experience with that? Like, has somebody like been it like approached you and been like, hey, like I I realize I messed up. This is what I'm doing to do better. You know, have you had anything like that? Um, not necessarily. People don't normally. I uh, apologize, but wow, that's, <laughs> that's crazy. All I do is apologize. Uh, um, I'm sorry that happened. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, no, people, people say sorry. I mean, uh, um, if, if they don't, I don't, I don't know part of an effective, I'm not, sorry, though. I'm not looking for an apology okay. is, is part of it is like, I really, am just looking for the peace. Like, I'm not peace. like, I'm not worried about like, as long as you didn't like, you're not consistent. You're not reoccurring. Like harm is different, yeah. but like if you just said something a little messed up, I'm just gonna excuse it. Is like you just exactly like what? Like I really liked what you said. Like I don't know what the last thirty minutes looked like. Also, like I don't know. You may have just said it wrong. Yeah, it may have thought something that you know whatever it may have been doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, if it, if it really bothers you to the point where like, where you, you like I said you should just show up. Be like, this is not exactly like you did something wrong, but like I, this is something that isn't really sitting well with me. Kind yeah, of thing. yeah. Well, I mean, and I like that it's not sitting well with me is like just ag- addressing like how it's how you're being impacted. Yeah. You know, because it's like I feel like often people, you know, if they if they make a mistake, they say something wrong, they do something wrong, like the 
the hardest part is like the people who are impacted feel like their impact isn't understood by the person who did the impacting, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, if that person can come to me and say like, Hey, like I can, I can imagine, you know, I don't know exactly how you feel, but I can imagine how it made you feel when I did this. And yeah. I'm really sorry. Like that's, that's going to seem a lot more genuine to me than like, you know, uh, somebody just pleading their case and just being like, uh, Hey, you know, yeah, I said the N word, but like, you know, doesn't everybody at some point and you're like, yes, but like, <laughs> do you understand? Understand why it offended me? And it's like yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, you're black. It's uh, <laughs> probably not the best example. I will prepare better examples in the future. <laughs> but I, I really like the sentiment of like the apology or like being apologetic even isn't like the the primary need. It's the like potential for peace. Yeah. You know? Like like the willingness to be like let's just like not have controversy and yeah. and 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 how do we get there? You know what I mean? And also like what you said about like the um it being collaborative versus like combative. It mm-hmm. doesn't have to be like a you versus me thing. Now it's like, we are both unhappy about this one thing that happened. I'm, I'm, I'm unhappy that I made you upset and, and you're unhappy that you got to be made upset. So like, let's navigate the, the, the issue that isn't either of us. It's the issue Yes, that, that like coming to that conclusion requires a decent amount of like maturity and respect and trust, yeah. but it's super worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think like with like peace, it's, you know, there's a certain amount of like closure, you know, that like kind of comes with like making peace with somebody, mm-hmm. you know, um, there, there comes like closure and there comes like a, a shot at redemption for the person who made a mistake. You know, it's like, it's, if, if, you give peace a chance. You give yourself an opportunity to like let go of some of those those heart those those heavier, more intense feelings, and you give the other person a chance to feel like you know they didn't just they didn't just make one mistake, and now all of a sudden they're just you know they're just that person. Yeah, like you, like you have to give people like the the ability to feel like yes, things can be made better, and it can be it's a collaborative process, but like you know also that you know. It's yeah. It, I I don't know. I just I like the idea of it being collaborative. When there's there's a, a concept. I, I swear there's like a weird ass metaphor for it that I can't remember off the top of my head. But like uh, I've th- just the idea that like a repaired relationship is stronger than one that hasn't had to go through repair. Definitely. And like I I I I want to say there's there's a metaphor for like a boat being fucking repaired by like better wood or whatever. But yeah, like yeah. I can't think of it right now. And that's not <laughs> neither here nor there. But uh, but like I I just I like I like the idea of like a relationship having to have have gone through that because that like it that shows that they both know how to problem solve they're not just like hoping that nothing happens yes they they, they, they both know how to problem solve and give a shit about each other enough to problem solve to like have a continued relationship yeah and and know how to problem solve in the future as well yeah well i think friends that have fought in the past and gotten through it are better friends than friends that have never fought and would wouldn't know how to navigate mm-hmm. a, a disagreement you know because like so so many of us bank on the idea that like we're going to have this perfect relationship this perfect friendship with somebody for forever and that nothing's ever going to arise i'm never going to say something that you disagree with you know and we we kind of operate around that idea and then when it happens like we we almost like we're just i i thought that nothing bad was going to happen so now i just have to get you out of my life because like, yeah, our reality is crushed you know yeah it's your like, reality is crushed I've, I've definitely been on both sides of that and yeah. I, more the the hope that, that 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 would never happen when i was younger but yeah. like through through that happening enough times i'm like okay that's not realistic yeah definitely definitely um, so is, is, is far for like, for you, um, like what would, what would be something that you would recommend to somebody who like wanted to, to, to work to repair a rupture? Um, I think if you just give out the energy that like, it's like not 
not bothering you as long as you if like I feel like if you once you forgive that person in yourself, I feel like that is almost like an like something that they can feel without saying. Yeah. As far as like when you're when you're out with them, it doesn't feel like you're still thinking about something or anything like that. Like, and I feel like that is the first step in Definitely. in almost giving the sign to them that it's like we can talk about this if you want to, or if this is how you move on from things. As long as it's not bothering me, and and we're able to yes. move on in this relationship, that's okay. Like it doesn't always have to be talked about to an extent. I've had, you know, I've had instances with friends where like it still doesn't make sense to me why that thing occurred. Right. But they don't want to talk about it. And mm-hmm. if and if they ever want to talk about it, I'm here for them. Yeah. Um, but if not, I'm still gonna be their friend. Like I'm not gonna hold that against them because of a mistake that they have made. Yeah. It's yeah. not really like like making a gesture that like an enemy wouldn't make. Like yeah. when, when when I have those moments, I like to like even if I'm kind of frustrated with somebody, I'll just like try to make them food or some shit. You know what I mean? So it's like maybe we're not at the best spot right now, but here's something from me that you have no obligation to interact with me for. You you can you can talk to me about it or you can ignore me and fucking not even eat the food, but I just want to at least like, you know, show you that like you're still in my thoughts in a, like a a positive way and that this isn't like a sense of finality, you know. Is that why I mean? you made me corn dogs? <laughs> that, that's why I demanded that you fucking air fry them instead of microwaving them. Yeah. <laughs> listen, Gross listen. I'm not gonna wait 15 micro- fucking minutes for a <laughs> two minute fucking corn dog. Bro. I cannot believe you ever microwaved corn dogs. I can't believe you wait that long for a fucking corn dog. Oh, it's crispy it's, though. It is crispy. <laughs> it is crispy. It's much more dunkable. Why don't you have ketchup? We're going to start a rupture, and then we're going to repair it live on the smoke break. All right. Well, we're going to figure out what the fuck's up with the ketchup. Uh, We're going to take a real quick commercial break. Uh, We don't do commercials anymore. I'm not supposed to say that. We'll be right back. (laughs) So fluid. And we are back with the smoke break. I'm your host, your old pal Zane, here with Taylor Barrett. Hello. And Matt Franco. Howdy. So uh, during this last portion, something that we were kind of talking a little bit about earlier, but something I really wanted to focus on is just the idea of chasing contentment and not happiness. Uh, The Pursuit of Happiness was a great movie that I haven't seen and I'm (laughs) referencing out of place. But uh, I I think the idea of just like pursuing happiness is a a good way to keep yourself miserable um, because it's it's kind of believing that like happiness is 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 further down the line. It's it's something that you're still chasing after. It's it's not something that you have now. Uh, A good quote that I kind of heard was just like. You don't become happy. You don't become grateful because you're happy. You become happy because you're grateful. Yeah, that's fucking deep. It, it is. is it is. Yeah, it's it's stolen too. So uh, <laughs> go ahead and repeat it and pretend like it's yours. Uh, <laughs> but what does that make you think of? Repeat it. Uh, just the the idea of like being grateful makes you happy. Not being happy makes you grateful. Being grateful makes you happy. It's like a tongue twister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's one of those things that if you just say it backwards enough times, you're like, I think that's deep. Uh, yeah. You just flip yeah. the order. How many jokes would a woodchuck if they were grateful? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I I like that a lot because, like, like you said, like chasing happiness uh, is kind of like the focus on things you don't have. You yeah. know what I mean? So, like, mm-hmm. even, even if you like achieve the thing or like uh, obtain the thing that you were looking for. There's always kind of like, like a next step. You're like, like I mentioned earlier, you're like focusing on improvement more mm-hmm. so than like, like you're saying now, like contentment, you know what I mean? Like you kind of have to be uh, very grateful of the things that are like in your immediate vicinity. And I think that can in turn provide you happiness, you know, like being, being aware of the, of the gifts that are currently around you uh, will just 
make you appreciate them a lot more in, instead of like, well, I have this, but I, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't have this one thing. Yeah. I, I, I have a job, but what if I like was, you know, promoted or whatever, you yeah. just like be, be, be happy that you have a job, you know, and yeah. like be, be, be happy of your like immediate surroundings, be appreciative of the people that are, that are around you and, and, yeah. and find, find the value in, 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 in those things. And that that's hard to do, uh, especially in like the, kind of hustle culture that has been like just dumped onto all of us but yeah. it, it's 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 really important to like be be aware of the things that you can be appreciative for yeah definitely definitely yeah being grateful has to come first i mean you can't like being grateful coming being grateful becoming coming before happiness sorry i'm stuttering on my words you're good you're good um but i just feel like like one of those things, like I stopped saying, like when people ask you how you're doing, I stopped saying good. I started saying optimistic because mm. I feel like it's like one of those things you have to be like, I'm looking forward to that next yeah. pocket of happiness, whatever that may be. Definitely. Um, and, and choosing to be grateful versus like using happiness to like find that is like a never ending chase if you're like only grateful when you're happy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, like something that like, you know, you've, you've, you've probably caught me do a million times mm-hmm. is like, what are you excited for? You know, because it's like, I like to put people in that mindset of like, what are you looking forward to? What are the things that like are happening for you? Not like, you know, like, Hey, what's, what's fucking lacking in your life, bro. Yeah. You imagine if I opened up with that just every time, <laughs> Hey man, what's missing? You know, <laughs> <laughs> bro, I just woke up uh, a good conversation. That's what's missing. Um, But yeah, I, I think for me just, you know, I think I've I've put a lot of my my happiness in the future. Um, like when I I used to live in a really small town. Um, I was addicted to drugs at the time, and I always had this idea that like I was going to go to Portland and I was going to become a comedian and I was going to be happy for forever, right? And I ended up getting busted with drugs. Ended up moving to China, and I lived for t- in China for three years. And I kept saying that like my happiness is in Portland once I become a comedian. So I never truly enjoyed where I was at. And I feel like that really stole from that experience because I wasn't able to say like, I'm in fucking China right now. Mm -hmm. I'm a teacher. I'm making so much money. I make more than a doctor. You know, like I'm doing well, uh, I'm having this experience and nobody, I, I never like once saw it as that because I saw my happiness being outside of that. So I think that, you know, chasing, chasing happiness can, can steal from the current moment. What, uh, have you had any like uh, situations that were similar to that where you're, where you're just like, I, I could have been happy here, but I just thought that it was later. Um, I, I feel like I, I kind of like catch myself doing that every once in a while uh especially like uh when when i was like younger uh just like looking at like looking forward to like getting out of situations more than like trying to make the best of a situation that i was in i I, like i was never in fucking china but like uh, (laughs) just just situations where like like, i I lived in seattle with uh with with family you know i've lived with like a lot of different chunks of my family and i like experienced a lot more resent than like the fact that i i have had a lot of experiences you know like uh, this the frustration of like the feeling of being tossed around or whatever like which is a totally valid frustration to have sure. but in instead of being like yeah i'm in fucking seattle right now like i'm in like like a really good school district you know i'm like i'm i'm on a great soccer team you know like i i'm messing around with the band and stuff like that i was just like just once i fucking get out of here you're like what's 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 the next move and shit like that and it, it was really hard to feel like 
contentment. It was really hard to to accept that like I was in a pretty good spot and and, and I I I I, I could have made the best of it, you know. Yeah. And that uh it's 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 hard to make the best of a situation when you're like viewing what the next move is or like when you're like chasing what whatever you think like the next high is or like the like the the next advancement in life is and uh i i think like making the best of a situation will make that next situation a come faster and b be more rewarding you know yeah. it's like you you have to have a good foundation to build the next step on regardless of, of how bad you want that next step you know yeah. like you uh I, I can't think of like a good example for that but like it it it's it, it's it's just so much more important to have like something to stand on when you're like walking forward you know like if if you're moving up a like like a ladder like the 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 spot that you're standing on has to be secure before you can go to the next spot otherwise you're going to slip a little bit and like if, if you're just constantly you know desperately trying to get up this ladder without getting your footing then you're not going to make a whole lot of progress and there's a good chance you're going to like slip yeah definitely definitely so what's what's been your experience with like uh something i would say maybe like even now that like you're you're content with where it's at but like you you might be happier later but like you're you're just content you're enjoying what it is right now and and allowing it to just be um, I think I'm learning to just be like overall just life trying to just accept like where it is now is like is okay. Yeah. Um, like I have a decent job. I have the opportunity to get another job in the future if I choose to. Sure. I feel like every I feel like I've learned that for myself. Like it's not too difficult to find another job, even if that job's not your dream job. Um, I'm in, I'm enjoying comedy. Yeah. Um, I'm enjoying not um looking for like i'm looking for more but i'm looking for more on myself and not looking for more as like like i don't care like like bookings doesn't affect me getting funnier like i mean like the stage time helps yeah for but as far as like like posting on instagram doesn't really doesn't doesn't make a difference it's Mm -hmm. really like just working on comedy like working on getting funnier um and just being comfortable with like that's that's the path yeah that i'm like choosing to take yeah, well, I, and I think just in enjoying like enjoying an open mic as an open mic mm-hmm. and not wishing it was a showcase yeah. like is the thing that allows you to be like, hey, like this is an opportunity for me to get funnier, uh, not necessarily like an opportunity to showcase what I've already done. Because like mm-hmm. a lot of time with like showcases, you're doing jokes that, you know, work, Yeah, you know, like but if you're able to look at a, an open mic is like this is an opportunity for me to try something new and have it be low stakes. Like you can just appreciate things for what they are. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, everyone has a different trajectory trajectory in in comedy or in just in any path like not like what someone else has you may like you may get down the line as well and you may, you're probably going to get these opportunities before you're ready for them yeah. in reality like i didn't expect to get half the shows that i've been booked on and i'm grateful for every opportunity that i've gotten and i'll continue to accept whatever is given to me mm-hmm. um but like it's really like you just being ready being present and like available Yes. And open to things. Um, and I think that like relates to life itself. Like being present is something that I think about a lot. It's like, it's like just showing up. Yeah. It really does so much. And like that, like clocking in, being around, that goes for work, that goes for yourself, that goes for hanging out with your, with your buddies, whatever it may be, but just like just being around. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, and I I can't tell you how many fucking times, like, and I I always think of this as almost like the, the new year's party paradox, Mm -hmm. 
where it's just like you go to a New Year's party and you're like, this is fun, but like this isn't the party I was going to go to. The party that I'm going to go to is after this. And that's going to be the most fun. And you're all like fucking rushing out the door. You're like, hey, it's really cool to see you. Got to go to this really big party that's mm-hmm. going to be fucking awesome. And then you get there and it's not that fucking cool. And you're like, I really should have enjoyed myself at that last party. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I also did think of something personally that like stood out on the conversation we were having but it, like screenwriting is a huge one for me because mm-hmm. like that's it's really easy for me to get caught up on like the oh well i i don't have the funding to like get this song there's no way i could get this song or like we'd mm-hmm. have to have like a super expensive camera to do this thing that i'm that i'm trying to do we'd have to like have a bunch of actors or this like editing or what the fuck ever and uh watching that the spike lee thing with you was like was really helpful because it definitely made me just appreciate the concept of like just telling a story you know what i mean mm-hmm. like you you really kind of have to enjoy the ride you have to you have to be passionate about like storytelling to like to to tell a story and then the more you do that the the more the ball will roll in like in the right direction and you kind of like you you have to really enjoy the ride you have to really be passionate yeah about the thing before you can like experience the thing on 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 all fronts experience it and like in in extreme level you know yeah and that's that's uh that's something that i i have to like remind myself of pretty regularly well i feel like the thing that like we're all trying to to do is like we're trying to create something that only we can see mm-hmm. you know but like we can see it we can just fucking right there you know like you close your eyes and you're just like yes this is me killing it on stage yes this is my movie my show whatever happening you see all these things yourself but you're trying to create those like mm-hmm. into the world and you have to be willing to know that like it, a, a finished story like st- has to start somewhere you know like so you have to be comfortable with the idea of like this is going to take some writing this is going to mm-hmm. take some revising this is going to take time and you got to love it exactly yeah. you like you 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 got to love the whole process because you know that it's it, it's worth it you got you got to like there's parts of it that are draining the parts of it that are exhausting but it's like you like you you really got to be passionate about n- not not just the final product no oh i'm doing this because of maybe eventually like you got to yeah. like no i've i've i i love this thing so i'm going to like put my my heart and soul into this and like one one thing that's helped me with that is finding avenues to make it realistic like mm. um uh, i i i'm really into like horror movies and like psychological horror and fucking um i i got really into like found footage film kind of lately okay. and uh you found found footage i i i, I found some found footage <laughs> you found some footage found footage uh and like you don't need a good camera for that you just need a good story like uh, look, one thing that sells good found footage films is like it looking like it's an amateur holding the camera and yeah. so like you you can really get away with some spooky shit just by like having an amateur looking camera because you're like you want to sell that standpoint yeah. so like just the the need to like tell a good story it, like that that avenue opened up a lot more when i was like yeah i don't fucking need all this shit i need like three people and a good script and like yeah. and so like i was like yeah let's fucking let's do that yeah and the just like finding finding avenues that allow you to be passionate without all these like exuberant things, you know, like, and just, you know, in, in enjoying that. Yeah. What's uh, been like, it's, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to word this. Like, what would you say has been like your experience with like, with, with chasing happiness and like attaining it and maybe not being as happy with what you were so excited for? Like, have you had anything that you're like, once I get this, everything will be fine. And then it wasn't. And you're like, fuck, now I have to set another goal that's just out of reach. So that way. Yeah. Um, I, I Relationships. Okay. Um, I thought I would be good at them. 
Okay. <laughs> Fair. Fair. Word bars. Yeah, for real. <laughs> and that's been our episode. <laughs> no, like I um like when I was younger, like I took like this is off topic a little bit, but when I was younger, I took um years off of dating to yeah. think like this is working on myself. And when yep. it, once that comes back around, it's gonna go I'm gonna be kick I'm gonna kick ass at this. Yeah, yeah. Like if there's anything I'm gonna do right. It's gonna be dating because I haven't done it in a while. Yeah, and all that lack of experience is really gonna <laughs> help me out. <laughs> I love the optimism. <laughs> uh, yeah, but like in general, just like uh, yeah, it's like it, things aren't always what you expect them to be, and that goes back to like you like you being grateful before like being happy. Like that's really important. Yeah, dating's no. fucking weird too. Yeah, like I haven't done it in a while, and I like I I'm like what would it be like if I was? And I'm like, no, uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> that's scary. <laughs> no, I think that I think that you know I I too have like put this idea into you know the the future me will be you know will be better will will mm-hmm. be better will be happier will uh you know this person will be in a relationship this person will be you know will have a dream job and it's like I've gotten those things I've gotten my dream job and that dream job wasn't exactly a dream there were still problems with it you know i've gotten the relationships that i've wanted and those relationships there were still problems with them so i think that you know if you can if you can enjoy where you're at now but like still be working for more i think that's a good that's that's a good spot you know like there's nothing wrong with wanting more there's i feel like there's something wrong with not being happy with what you have because more is possible all right, well, excellent. That has been the smoke break, Matt Franco. Thank you so much for joining us. We've been thank wanting you. to get you on for so fucking long, and Appreciate I'm so glad you came by. Are you are, are, are you doing anything soon? You, you want, want want to drop any names, yeah, dates, locations? Um, I host the Midnight Mic at Funhouse Lounge mm-hmm. every Friday, and I will be starting a show at Funhouse in January. Congratulations! Um, I believe it's going to be second uh, Sundays. They're going to be opening up Funhouse to do uh, shows, and um, they're going to have an open mic on Sunday. Excellent. uh, Next year. So that's exciting. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, If you guys haven't already. Oh, sorry. No, no, please. (laughs) More. Bring it on. Please. No, that's what we're here for. Um, I also will be having a uh, public access show coming out with Elijah and Ben. That's 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 really sweet. That's that's fucking sweet. Really excited about that. Yeah. I love those two. So that's that's going to be quality content. All right. When can we expect that? Uh, We're working on the first episode, probably end of December or January. Give or take. All right. We'll keep your eyes open for that. Um, if you guys haven't already, go ahead and subscribe. Hit the bell icon. Do all that stuff that they tell you on YouTube. I've been your host, your old pal Zane, here with Taylor Barrett. Peace out, guys. And Matt Franco. Thank you. Later, players.